And now, live in studio, cutting through your typical media nonsense and offering you a rational and unbiased perspective on current events and life in Tampa Bay. He's a successful entrepreneur, published author, top listing agent, a real estate and finance expert that goes to bat for you every day as a consumer advocate. Your host and the consumer quarterback, Brandon Rhymes. Hello, Tampa Bay, and welcome to the Consumer Quarterback Show. I'm not Brandon Rimes. I'm, my name is James DeJerome. I'm the executive producer of the Consumer Quarterback Show. Your starting quarterback, Brandon Rimes, is out today, so you've got your backup in here. Uh, and like any good backup quarterback, I'm going to put the clipboard down and lean on my teammates. We've got a great team here. Uh, Jose, our engineer on the board back there, keeping us sounding correct, If you, all you listeners on AM 1380. And, of course, you WeBeam TV viewers are familiar with Rob's work. Rob is our tech from WeBeam, who keeps us streaming worldwide. Wide. In addition, I've got some great partners that are going to help us out. Uh, we're going to start the show today with uh, one of our friends from the Tampa Bay Sports Commission. Uh, listeners of the program are familiar with Rob Higgins, the, the director. Uh, we've got Claire Lessingers. She's also with Tampa Bay Sports Commission. And we've got some exciting things on the horizon as far as uh, events coming to the Bay Area. Claire, how are you doing today? I'm great, thanks. Thanks for having me. So tell me a little bit. I'm, I'm familiar again with Rob, and our listeners are, know about the Tampa Bay Sports Commission and a lot of the work you guys do. How long have you guys been doing this? Oh, Lord. I mean, the, the Sports Commission's been in operation for, for, for many years, and, and Rob's been spearheading the effort. Um, I believe he's been here for, for about 15-plus years. I've been in my position as director of special events uh, for the last six. So been in, we're, we're in-house with Visit Tampa Bay, um, our Convention and Visitors Bureau, and on the Sports Commission side, you know, our, our mission is to bring uh, world-class sporting events to our community, but also um, focus heavily on our youth amateur market and, and making sure that we're marketing marketing our destination, but bringing all the sporting events here um, that are perfect fits. So tell me about that. I didn't think of that before. I just thought everyone out there is bidding, trying to get the best, most popular events to their uh, communities. You guys are actually targeting, uh, what is, our, what is our, our, our goal in terms of what, what events fit best for the Bay Area? Well, you know, it starts with an RFP process. So, you know, these, these event organizers that are looking for homes or have their events rotating on a geographic basis, um, there's certain specs we clearly need to meet. Um, starts with the venue, hotel inventory, special event venues. Um, so what part of our job is, is, is weeding through that RFP and making sure um, that, that we can hit on all of those um, prerequisites, but then also packaging that RFP and our bid process with enhancements and things that we think our destination can do better than anyone else's. Sure, uh, so there's mo- mo- most every event, you know, you've seen there. We've hosted everything from Super Bowl on down. Um, and so, you know, that's that's what we're always looking for is new opportunities. And we're as, as good as our venues um, and our uh, assets in our community. Absolutely. So we keep developing the Bay Area itself. That's helping you guys in terms of new things to sell out there, new things that people may not be familiar with with the Tampa Bay Area. But then I thought with the growth of women's athletics and you being so familiar with women's athletics, the Bay Area also trying to be a pioneer in bringing some of those events here and bringing more eyes on those events. Absolutely. Um, yes. And we are, it's a great segue because we are bringing the Women's Final Four back to the Bay Area for a third time. Uh, we'll be hosting April 5th and 7th at Amelie Arena, um, the Women's Final Four. And um, it is, it's a, it's a tribute to the, the hosting efforts and what our destination provides as a backdrop for this event, but also um, the community of women and the coming together of women supporting women in our community that has helped us be great hosts in support of this uh, premier women's championship. Yeah, I think that uh, the rise of women's athletics in general, of course, getting more 
more attention. And then specifically in the Bay, we've got a, a nice little uh, youth athletic uh, group coming up. You know, we do a great job in the community outreach as far as athletes I know that are out there in the community trying to get the youth involved. You guys do a bunch of stuff. In addition to uh, bringing events to us, you're also doing community uh, events. I don't know. I don't mean to throw you a curveball, but the wine women in uh, – no, uh, it's the, the sneaker soiree. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah, the, the sneaker soiree is, um, you know, one of our signature events that we host um, <clears throat> here, and it's a, it's a community event. It really is a red right. carpet uh, celebration of sports business, um, you know, with all of our sports entities and our franchises and our key community partners. Um, but, yeah, as, uh, we've also used and leveraged that platform uh, to celebrate women. We've also launched legacy initiatives that are specific uh, to women and celebrating women of influence and women in sports. Um, our Beyond the Baseline series, which we launched 10 years ago alongside the 2008 Women's Final Four, is now coming home. Um, it's, it's a series of women's empowerment events that the NCAA actually took with them after our 2015 hosting efforts. Um, they've trademarked it, and it's actually programming that lives within their championship now, but also programming that has continued to live on in our community um, since its inception. So there, it is a, is it a big, it's a big focus of ours um, and also a community um, that has just been tremendously supportive of what we do. Claire, if we've got listeners out there who think this is a great thing and want to get involved, is there a way that they can volunteer to assist in some of these events when they come to our community? Oh, absolutely. Um, our volunteer um, program and, and the, the need for volunteers is really the lifeblood to the success of these major events. So you can go, log on to our website, which is WFFTampaBay.com. Okay. That's our landing page for the Women's Final Four. Um, and there's a tab for volunteer outreach. And we have, at this point in time, you know, 1,500 shifts to fill. Um, but the, those interested volunteers will also go into a database that will be provided other opportunities through our organizations as we gear up to host Super Bowls etc. Um, so no, we can't thank our volunteers and our community of volunteers enough. They really, really help us put um, the, the, the first and right foot forward in our hosting efforts. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't necessarily think of that as the first step in hosting, but you've got to have bodies, you know, feet on the ground doing a lot of work. A lot of the legwork has to be done. Absolutely. And from a customer service standpoint, often they're the first people, you know, fans encounter with. So um, there's a lot of effort that goes into not only training them, um, but getting the right people on board that allow us to, to roll out the red carpet and, and create a really warm welcome uh, to the guests that are coming to our community. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Claire, just as an aside, because of your background as, as an athlete and as a coach, how do you do you see any parallels between your position now working over there with Rob at the Tampa Bay Sports Commission <laughs> and the team aspects and kind of things that you have? as an athlete and coach in your career? I do. You know, and I think every day I see I, I can draw probably more parallels than, than my first day on the job. But, you know, when I first met with Rob and, and, and onboarded here at the Sports Commission, the tagline here is game day every day, and nothing resonated more with me as a former right. student athlete um, and a and a coach than that mentality. And that really is our mentality. But then to have the opportunity to work um, alongside and, and help host these national championships, understanding, um, you know, and have been in the shoes of coaches and student athletes, there's nothing more rewarding than helping be a part of a team that's sure. rolling out that red carpet, elevating the student athlete experience, making sure that this championship um, is the best they've ever been a part of. So, no, there, there's, a, there's a lot of synergies um, and a lot that I can relate to. And I get, you know, I feel like I'm kind of mm -hmm. in that locker room environment every day getting ready for the big game. Well, what a great move by Rob, because you yourself attended Final Fours as an athlete, so you know what the feeling was and the vibe around the whole thing. If anyone can speak to how it should be or the energy
energy and the excitement that we need to create, certainly you'd have an inside look at that. Yeah, no, and I appreciate you saying that. Yeah, I think, again, it's, it's – I, I, I have the ability to relate in some way, shape, or form. All the all the games and the athletes um, and the level has all changed since I played, since my playing days. But no, that feeling and being a part um, of that Final Four experience does help me um, understand the perspective um, and the shoes that everyone's in. And then also just being a part of an incredible team here at the Sports Commission and Visit Tampa and this community in general is just raising the bar, elevating the game here, and making sure that um, you know we can leave our mark from a memory standpoint and that, that these student-athletes, these coaches, these fans are walking away saying that's the best championship we've ever been to. Right. That, I'm sure it will be. And you guys do such a great job. Uh, just your background, again, we talked a little bit about you as an athlete and as a coach. What do you see when – I'm just interested in your perspective looking at women's athletics today versus just a decade ago. Uh, what changes have you seen or what do you predict? I want to I get your feel for what you see coming in the future for women's athletics. Yeah, sure. I think, you know, um, tons of growth uh, is probably the best way to summarize it. I mean, we're still, uh, we still have a lot of glass ceilings, I think, to break. Um, but when I look at women's athletics today, clearly the TV exposure um, that, that women's sports is getting, especially at the collegiate level, especially in the, in the game that I played, volleyball, um, has just in, in, had, had an incredible impact on grassroots and, and getting girls to play um, the game more at younger ages. Do you, but do then women to also see the in, level. Do, do you Go see ahead. women developing those uh, sports clinics? I see when I was in athletics, you know, a lot of people, I was amazed at the ages that they start their kids in these specialized athletic programs, you know, with a private two is that is that a, do you see women's athletes doing that same kind of thing is there academies yes, out there? Absolutely. Yep. A lot of a lot of personal private training happening at very young ages. A lot of the club, you know, the the competitive um, club organizations are just that. They're super competitive, so people are investing in their in their child's development um, so that they can be given those opportunities at younger ages. Mm-hmm. I was one of those three sport athletes all the way through my senior nice. year of high school. You don't see those existing much anymore. Yeah, it seems like when um, we were kids, everyone did everything. Awesome. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, I have mixed emotions on all of that, but it is it is it is the way that it's trending. And um, I think a lot of it has to do, too, is the, the level at which the game is being played today. I'm not just speaking of volleyball. I'm speaking of, you know, all women's mm-hmm. sports. Um, it's a totally different game today. Our sport in general, volleyball is being played at such a higher level. It's so much more physical. The average height of the players is in, unreal. I would be tiny and short um, <laughs> today in, in the game. And that's translating across, you know, all sports. Uh, and then a lot of it has to do with specialization and, and, and girls and kids playing sports at such early ages, but also developing those fine-tuned skills earlier. Yeah, I think as we see the growth of uh, women's athletics, we're going to see the, the money start to come in and the economies will change and everything. So I'm, I'm excited about the future of that kind of thing. Once again, just tell me a little bit about the dates on the Women's Final Four, how people can get tickets and how to get involved if they want to. Yeah, sure. It's April 5th and 7th. It will be at Amelie Arena. I think what makes this championship really unique is it's way more than three games. There's something for everyone, not just the women's basketball enthusiasts. It'll be a weekend of events and free family-friendly events, all within a walkable, convenient um, footprint in downtown Tampa. You can log on to NCAA.com Women's Final Four for tickets and special event information and log on to WFFTampaBay.com for community destination and social impact initiatives. And again, big shout out to any volunteers. Um, we are in right. a very active outreach um, phase right now. So highly encourage those listeners uh, to join us and be a part of our hosting efforts. What a great experience for them as well to see behind the scenes and get to know a little bit more about how this thing works and make some contacts. It seems like a good opportunity for everybody. 
Absolutely. It, it's going to be fun. And, you know, to win an event back three times, um, clearly Tampa's right. doing something right. So we encourage everyone to jump on board and, and help us raise the bar once again. Well, thanks so much for joining us, Claire. That was some great information. I hope the folks in the Bay are paying attention because we want to have that thing come off real well, and I'm sure it will. Thanks again, Claire. Thank you. That was Claire Lessinger from the Tampa Bay Sports Commission. She, of course, has a background here as a University of South Florida coach. She was a great athlete herself in the volleyball world at the University of Florida. And so that's what Rob has done over there at the Tampa Bay Sports Commission is assembled a group of people who know what it's supposed to look like. And that way they can bring those events to our area. And uh, I, I'm looking forward to just everything that Rob's doing. we got so many big events on the horizon. Consumer Quarterback Show, providing that information for you, letting you know about events coming up in your area. When I come back, we've got your girl Pauline is in the house, so we're going to find out what's coming up and what's going on with her. Stay tuned. Consumer Quarterback Show, ConsumerQB.com. Hey, I'm Ken Shamrock, and you're here with Consumer Quarterback Show. And I say, Brandon Ryan, knock out your competition. To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-670-7372. Online at ConsumerQB.com. Ian Beckles here with my man, Brandon Rimes, a.k.a. the Real Estate Quarterback. Brandon, what's happening with the market? Thanks, Ian. We are in a low inventory market, so any of our listeners are homeowners and would like a free comparable market analysis or a 2.5% listing, we will honor this for the first three listeners who call or text in 813-773-1253, free CMA, and a 2.5% real estate listing at 813-773-1253. Check out PlatinumMVPRealty.net, PlatinumMVPRealty.net. Hey, I'm Ken Shamrock, the world's most dangerous man. And I'm here with my business partner, Brandon Rimes, the real estate quarterback. Thanks, Ken. If you're a seller thinking about selling your property, we would love to talk to you. Text CMA to 813-670-7372, 813-670-7372, or check out PlatinumMVPRealty.com, PlatinumMVPRealty.com. You're listening to the Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rimes, cutting through your typical media nonsense and offering you a rational and unbiased perspective on current events and life in Tampa Bay. Online at ConsumerQB.com. All right, welcome back to the Consumer Quarterback Show. I'm your backup quarterback, James DeJerome, producer on the show. Brandon's out today. We've just uh, had a little conversation about the upcoming event, the Women's Final Fours headed to the Bay Area. We spoke with Claire Lessinger of the Tampa Bay Sports Commission. Now we're going to find out what's going on locally, because from catering to cocktails to new hotspots and networking, it's your girl, Paulina. Hey! Hello, friends! What's going on today, Paulina? It's your girl, Paulina, here today. I'm so happy to be here again. And by the way, you're not second best, James. Well, I hear you. We maybe Ryan Fitzpatrick, perhaps? We got a controversy started? Wow. No. Wow. Tell me, tell me. So, let's see. We are just getting off the high of that amazing event we had right. with the speed networking. I now, can't is that your idea, the speed networking thing? Or so, you, have yes. you been to that before, or how did you know that, that? I have attended. So, I like, I'm obsessed with networking because it's grown my business so much that mm-hmm. I have attended networking in so many different formats, and it's just fun. It's so, different. So the speed thing is kind of uh, different because it, it's it energy, a little more energy to it. Totally. 
Really? Yeah. And you get to, like, go to the next table, meet somebody else, and, like, you're also kind of made to be following directions. When people just get in a room all willy-nilly and they don't have a plan, <laughs> typically they gravitate towards the bar and they don't get any business done. Right. And right. then, yeah, it just goes downhill from there. So the structure keeps it moving along. Yes. And the fact that DJ Ian was talking in the mic, telling you exactly what to do, like, right. you know, it was just That's perfect. That's producing, I think, Paulina. It turns out you're quite a producer. It turns out I am. Okay. And you know, it's like I always knew that because I went to Connecticut School of Broadcasting okay. and I was the producer for like our final project. And I thought, <laughs> there's something there. But right. it went to a whole different level of throwing events that will strategically grow your business. Okay. And so with that, we're getting ready for our BYOB party, which is Be Your Own Brand. Tell me about this. So, you know, nowadays... You have to kind of bring your own marketing game mm -hmm. to anything you mm -hmm. do. You have to be the expert in that field. You have to be authentic. Talk about it online. Maybe be on a radio show just like this right. where you can really offer some expert advice. So that's really important to be able to do that. And mm -hmm. a lot of people are getting stuck. Like, yeah. they can't do I it. I think it differentiates you. It's an easy way to get, put people at ease. They get to see who you are and get to find out a little more about you. I find that even even for me, I'm a little more intimidated. A new platform comes out. I mean, it, it's not new anymore, but it went from Snapchat to Instagram or whatever it might be the next generation. <laughs> so when the next thing comes out, I'm reluctant to make that leap. The older I get, the less comfortable I am trying a new, new app and moving all my stuff over there. Why do you think that is, though? You know, I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not great at learning. As I gotten older, I'm, I'm less, a little more rigid about learning. <laughs> but the apps are getting easier know, and easier. So what you guys should do is just dive right in. Fear is just a word. It doesn't even mean a thing. So just get over and, it. And tell me, you don't have to have professional studio content. You know what I mean? People right. worry that they don't have anything to put. What, what, are, what are people going to come learn about me? Why would they come to my Facebook or my Instagram or my Snapchat? Well, you can provide some information about who you are just by doing some simple content creation. Right. And there's so many different ways you could do that. And even I noticed that with our partners from the show here. Right. Not only are they on the show, but then they also do little stories on Instagram just to mm -hmm. keep you updated on what's going on. And they've learned a really good format from being on the show. Right. So you're creating a bigger footprint for yourself, number one. Number two is you're putting other folks at ease. They're getting to know who you are. Yeah. Just like we talk about on the show, uh, branding and, and expanding your, your footprint a little bit, people who come to know who you are may not need your service immediately, but now you've made an impression and they'll double back or maybe a few months from now when that need arises, mm -hmm. you're the person in their memory. So there's a value to this kind of thing that maybe goes on, you know, people think it's, it's new and it's just for the kids, but it's simply a way to market yourself and keep your business on the front page. Yeah. And I think if you're going to go and try it this year, just remember, like, I think sometimes people are like, well, why would people want to listen to me? Who am I? Mm -hmm. Like, believe me, somebody's going to be watching. Right. And each day you're going to get a new follow or a new referral. And it'll just be like connecting the dots, just like in real life networking. We're just doing it online through videos. So we, you talked about speed networking and we talk about the rise of social media marketing and content creation. What else do you see out there? I mean, what are, what are business owners, what do they lack when they, they on their site or what are they missing in terms of they could spice it up with something uh, more content? More content. Well, I think that if you want to do maybe take those two different ideas, like live uh, networking, mm -hmm. and then also put those events on social media, it also creates the opportunity to do a lot of cross-posting. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, at our last event, right. I met so many new people. As we were posting pictures, everyone started tagging themselves, and it, it forced more. Yeah. 
people to kind of get to know each other. So what's missing for business owners is thinking that events wouldn't help grow your business. With a really strategic plan, you can do it. And, you know, whether it's speed networking, maybe it's just a little uh, employee appreciation. Mm -hmm. Even if you just have a little timeline of what you want to happen at each point and just guide your guests along, everyone will follow Really, people don't realize how much we love direction because right. then we feel like we're succeeding. We're progressing to the next thing. Okay. So it, it, that kind of ties in with your other avenue, which is Amici's Catering and Amici's having events and things going on as the year opens. How, first of all, how was New Year's? New Year's was amazing. We actually had nine events on New Year's Eve. Wow. And we had to rent out a couple of extra trucks. But really, the team was so prepared. They prepare six to eight weeks out for everything. And so we were able to get it done. It was really good and delicious. And so for the, you know, events you guys have coming up right now, it's heavy engagement season. I'm sure you're seeing it all over social media, right? Everyone's getting engaged. You're like, damn, there goes my (laughs) (laughs) ex-boyfriend. But uh, everyone's getting engaged. So we offer monthly tastings. They're actually called Date Night at Amici's every second Thursday of every month. All you have to do is call an RSVP. And the only thing you have to have locked in place before you call us is your venue, whether it's your private residence, a venue in the area, or I don't know, maybe a boat. We can definitely cater on a boat. (laughs) I see. I see what you're angling there. Hey, yeah, I was going to say that the team building side, too. Right, the office. You bring them in. You treat your uh, treat your office staff, your folks. You create a little good morale. Food just brings everybody together. Sure. Always, it's like the the best, easiest way. And you know, you can buy people's love with food. So have you guys ever done a, an event at a, that a, you come to the business that was a surprise for the business staff? I know mean, the owner said, "I want to set up a little party for him and not let him know what was going on." Yeah, actually, and it was a themed event. It was a Hawaiian theme. Um, actually, it's on our social media. Okay. It, I, I'm not allowed to say the company name, but they're really huge in the air. It was 1,200 employees, and it was an employee appreciation wow. kickoff. And every day for the whole week, they did something nice for them. So if you're a business owner out there, it may not be something. It may, maybe it, the price ranges vary, right? So it doesn't yeah. have to be something that's super extravagant. But the idea is you kind of surprise your staff with some, something that lets you know that you're thinking about them, and it gives a little te- opportunity for team building. That's right. It grows your brand a little bit and creates a good morale around the office. It allows you to be the office hero. And you guys can create just about any meal over there. Absolutely. Breakfast, hot lunch, cold lunch. We do it in action stations where the chef comes and cooks for you. It's a lot of fun. Of course, plated and buffet. So they've grown quite a bit over there as well. 35 years this year. Wow. And um, the owner just does, he just loves it still. Like, Mm -hmm. I swear, he's always like washing trucks every time I pop in. Like, (laughs) he just loves it and it shows. And that's what brings me to this whole thing. I didn't even plan this, how well this all went together. Okay, I swear. (laughs) But I wanted to talk about how to be the perfect host or hostess. Okay. Which applies to your home party or your business party. Right. To be, like, a good person, okay, this is just my theory, so mm-hmm. well, could be wrong, but you just need to have good communication and make everyone feel welcome, because it's all about how you make people feel all the time, right? Put them at ease, right? Right. So, like, the first thing you always do, you always smile bigger, like, hello, and now we're all good, we're all friends, <laughs> everything's right. good and ready to go. Um, but, first of all, to have a good, efficient party, whether it's for home or your office, you should start planning six to eight weeks out. Okay. Right? So... How do you usually guys get in invitations? Do you get an email, Facebook? Primarily uh, over the web now. Right, yeah. I mean, when you get one in the mail, it's usually just for weddings nowadays, right? Right, right. And those usually get really fancy and nice. Mm-hmm. That's a cool item to DIY on if you like to be crafty. Look at that. Now there's apps even you can get 
like some bigger concerts. Uh, they have a whole app and a schedule and a map too, which I personally yeah. love. I don't know about me in car garages. It just gets crazy sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> well, also you're planning for your party, business or home, DIY. My stance on that is just nah. No? Nah. Okay. Just do minimal work for your event, okay? So decorations, do that, and mm-hmm. your invitations. Let everybody else handle the catering, the drinking, I mean, the cocktails right. and everything else. Because you definitely have to handle the drinking. <laughs> for sure. And most, last but not least, for any event, what will your guests remember, right? And does that match you? So that's a keg stand versus a dessert jello shots with whipped cream. Right. Custom. Custom. I like it. Classy. So for everyone out there, that's your girl, Paulina. She's got all kinds of advice about networking, hot spots, and of course, she's with the Michis, so anytime you've got an event coming up or you want to create some team building at your office, uh, definitely keep them in mind. So, uh, Paulina, anything else you want to add before we uh, close the segment here? Um, I would just encourage you guys to keep asking me all the questions on Your Girl Paulina, on my Facebook and Instagram, and of course for delicious food for all my foodies, AmiciesCatering.com. That's the idea. So just keep communicating. Keep everything on our website, and you'll find Paulina there and all the stuff that she's talking about, all the upcoming events. We definitely want you to take part. So stay with us. When we come back, I've got an interesting gentleman here. He's going to tell you a little bit about how you can help our environment and do things positive in the community. Uh, Don't go anywhere. Consumer Quarterback Show, ConsumerQB.com. Hey, everybody, I'm Forbes Riley, celebrity TV fitness host and creator of The Spin Gym. I'm here today with Brandon Rhymes, and you're listening to The Consumer Quarterback Show. Great ways to get happy, healthy, and wealthy. To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-670-7372, online at ConsumerQB.com. Listening to the Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rhymes, online at ConsumerQB.com. Brandon is Tampa Bay's number one consumer advocate for real estate and financial advice. Call Brandon today at 813-670-7372. Welcome back. Again, it's James DeJerome in for Brandon today. Uh, as your backup quarterback, I'm trying to use my teammates as best I can. Again, we, thanks to Jose back there on the buttons and Rob, of course, over at WeBeam. We've had a little conversation with Claire Lessinger from the Tampa Bay Sports Commission about the upcoming Women's Final Four, which is coming to our area. And then your girl Paulina stopped by and let us know a bunch of things about upcoming events and, of course, some of her uh, magic in the marketing world. But I've got a gentleman here that I thought was very interesting. I wanted to bring on the air and let you hear a little bit about his story. His name is Jason Vory. He is the founder of Just Move Outreach Program. Is that right, Jason? Um, that's correct. Okay, so tell me, how long has Just Move Outreach Program been around? Um, so I... Started the pro- oh, I started the go. program in January of 2017, so we're okay. coming up on two years right now. Okay. So your, your backstory is very interesting, but generally this was a way for you to give back or to, feel in, in, to create some positive energy. Is that right? Uh, that's correct. Um, for about 21 years, I used to be uh, you know, really deep into alcohol and drugs, and it kind of had overtaken my life. And... You know, everywhere I went, I lived in Hollywood, L.A. I lived in Europe for five years. Um, I've lived in Texas, grew up in New York. But, um, you know, everywhere I went, there I was. Right. So um, uh, January, as I mentioned, 2017, I got sober and I quit corporate America and I started this Just Move Outreach program. 
so I'm, I'm excited about the idea that you come to it yourself. You just finally decided, I'm tired of this. I gotta, I'm got i going to make a change. Yeah, yeah. Basically, I was tired of being tired. Right. Um, you know, I, I was very functional. I worked in corporate Europe. Um, I worked out of London and China. Uh, I've been to 17 different countries. But um, as they say, I always had a monkey on my back. Okay. So this however, is a fulfilling kind of a thing. This Operation K-Cup, which is part of your uh, Just Move Outreach program, has an environmental impact. It has a social impact on, on folks, right? And it's also geared towards uh, helping them with a recovery. Yes. Yeah, that's right. It encompasses uh, pretty much all of that. Okay. Um, so just just as a, as an aside, because I, we have such an interest in helping consumers and being an advocate out there on the show, tell me about Operation K-Cup in terms of the plastics and what's going on there. Sure, absolutely. Um, so basically, uh, as you can see, I've got these uh, these tote bags here right. with uh, Operation K-Cup on the bottom mm-hmm. and Just Move. That's actually my hand. And, <laughs> and what I do is I place these bags in residential homes and businesses that use the Keurig K-Cup coffee machine. And what they do is they discard the plastic pods into the recyclable tote. Mm-hmm. And then twice a week, I have two drop locations, uh, Tuesday night at the American Running Company and Wednesday night at Woodgate Park, both right there on Countryside and Belcher. Now, I'm not a big coffee drinker, so I had to ask, tell me a little bit about this issue. Cake. I, I didn't realize how large the volume of material is. Tell me again. Yes, yeah, it's um, it's quite shocking, actually. Um, so we discard around 10.5 billion K-cups. Per, yes, that's billion K-cups per year. Um, and that will wrap around planet Earth 10.5 times per year. So if you can imagine the volume that the plastic is taking up yeah. in our landfills. Sure. And that actually boils into a chemical problem getting into our drinking water. So not only are we uh, not taking advantage of what we could because you found a way to take this material and do something positive with it. So instead of having to just create toxic environment and uh, damage the environment sitting out there in a landfill, tell me what you can do with that stuff. Um, so yeah, uh, for about six months, I just recycled the pods myself and um, I kept thinking, you know, what can I do with this plastic in this coffee grounds? So I just took the initiative upon myself and did some research. And what I had found out is with the coffee grounds, once you dry them, you can place them into organic soap. So what I did is I used a base of goat's milk soap, melted it down as a pure base, and then I dry the coffee grounds. And when you rub caffeine onto your skin, it opens up the topical vascular system. Uh, So it hides things like cellulite. It provides relief from eczema, psoriasis, dry skin. Um, And what I do is I infuse the soap with essential oils. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if a lot of people might be not familiar with the essential oil game, but, um, you know, just peppermint in the morning when you're taking your shower, the aroma from it opens up your brain functionality and allows you to have a clearer, more articulate um, version of your day, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, Not alone the other benefits of things like mirth and frankincense and lavender. Um, so what I do is I, I use a pure plant-based essential oil, and then I, I shoot it with a moisturizer. So I shoot it with like a pure mm-hmm. almond oil or an aloe for moisturizer. So you're getting the three main things when you take a bath. You're getting your moisturizer, you're getting your exfoliation, and, and, and obviously you're getting the cleanliness. So it's um, 
So it's pretty exciting. And, yeah. So instead of polluting the environment and creating uh, issues for everyone's health, you actually spun this thing into something really positive. So that that was, that was what impressed me most about your story initially when we were having our conversation. Um, the outreach side, how it fits in is that folks can find a, a task or a useful way to, to direct some energy. Is that what's going on? Yes. Yeah. So um, eventually I will be turning the plastic side, um, just to drop back to the cups real quick, the plastic mm-hmm. side will eventually be shredded. Um, I found a process that they were using out in Russia that shreds the plastic, and then they put it through a ceramic heater. So not only will I be recycling the cups, I will be recycling all plastic. And I'll shred it down, and once I shred it, I run it through a ceramic heater, and then there's a high-pressure hydraulic uh, you know, press mm-hmm. that will press tile out of the used plastic. And I can make all sorts of colors, shapes, and sizes for construction tile. And the stuff's very strong. Yeah, it's actually twice the density of your standard tile. So if you can imagine that, I, we always hear this terrible story about the island of plastic floating around in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> if you just think of that as money, everyone would go out there and get that, wouldn't they? And, and they are. In other countries, it's shocking, like the Philippines and a lot of these Asian countries, they recycle everything everything that's plastic and they just shred it down and they mold it they use it for different um, home construction materials Um, and it's a very simple process and it just eliminates the fact of them not only clogging up our landfills but also contaminating our drinking water with bpas and uh, plastic number sevens yeah when i hear those stories you know every day you read some story about a spill or a plastic they found or some other environmental issue you feel like how can i you know you feel lost sometimes like you can't help you know it's it's too big an issue it's so massive what what can what is my impact going to be taking the first step that's the key, isn't it? You know, that, that once you take that first step, you feel like you're doing making a positive change, then things will start to get in line a little bit. Talk about some of the folks that have come into the program that you've seen kind of get with it and feel better about, <clears throat> excuse me, about themselves as a result. Yeah. Um, well, real quickly, I can just touch on uh, Nielsen Media. So one of my drop zones, as I had mentioned, is American Running Company over there on Countryside and Belcher. And these two young twin ladies, uh, hey, Karen and Sharon, but um, they, they decided to step in and place my totes in all the break rooms at Nielsen Media. Okay. So now they are... Um, not only marketing my soaps and the products that I produce, but they're also getting the entire company involved mm-hmm. in recycling these K pods because they go through about can you imagine uh, about three thousand a week. Yeah. So, so and and that's just Nielsen Media, and I'm only in about seven break rooms out of twenty. So wow. it, it's incredible. Um, so if you're a business owner out there. And you, you want to make a take a step towards cleaning up the environment and making yourself feel better about the impact and the, the carbon footprint you're leaving. Let's get to Jason. Now, how did they get in touch with you, Jason? Um, so my email is justmovej. So it's justmovejay at gmail.com. Um, I have a Facebook page, which is facebook.com backslash justmove. And you can also check out my Wix website, which has all the information about Operation K-Cup, which is just Jason, M as in Michael, V as in Victor, O-R-I-E dot Wixsite dot com. So, Jason, tell me, you, you, you'll get people that are interested both in the environmental aspect of, of assisting you, but also the recovery side. So, uh, they... Do they work together? It's a team kind of a thing? Uh, yes. Well, originally when I had stepped into sobriety, uh, January 22nd, 2017, 
um, my over my, my overall goal was to provide uh, relief to children um, who were coming from abused or abandoned homes. And so originally I started making some T-shirts and selling the T-shirts and using the profit to go towards these homes like the Joshua House up in Tampa. Um, and then I moved into Operation K-Cup. But now I've taken a f- another step to the recovery community and every Wednesday night at Woodgate Park on Belcher and Countryside. It's 2495 Countryside Boulevard. Uh, Starting at 6 p.m., I'm going to start a recovery camp. So now what this is going to entail, me personally, I I used to weigh 206 pounds, so I just lost about 57 pounds, and I'll be running my first marathon this year. How about that? So... um, I truly believe that physical fitness can replace an alcohol addiction. Um, the scientific background behind it through dopamine and serotonin yeah, and the receptors are all basically linked from the same social construct. Mm-hmm. And what I did is I, I had a problem with alcohol. Not everyone had a problem has a problem with alcohol, but I do. And so for others who are out there, which I believe there's quite a bit that struggle with Certainly. addiction, um, they can come out, they can get exercise, and what I call it is the addiction shifting process. Uh, no one ever loses your addictions. Your addictions are with you forever, and it's just a matter of which ones you pick and choose that benefit your life and your higher purpose. That's right. And um, a lot of times people pick addictions that don't benefit their higher purpose, and unfortunately for a person like myself, um, I picked an addiction that completely ruined my life and stole my soul away, basically. So make sure that you're aware that there's opportunities out there for help. <clears throat> there's opportunities to get involved environmentally and really just uh, see where you where you stand. You know, you don't know exactly how you'll feel about helping out until you get out there and do it, and then you'll realize that there's some benefit to it and you feel a lot better about yourself. Um, that was Jason Vory. Again, he's the founder of Just Move Outreach Program, and we had a little discussion there about Operation K-Cup. And his information, again, Jace, just real quick. Just real quick, uh, Wednesday nights starting at 6 p.m. at Woodgate Park, 2495 Countryside Boulevard. That's 6 p.m. That's a free boot camp called Just Move Recovery Camp. You can also find me on Facebook. Great. Thanks. Thanks so much again. That was Jason Borey. Stay with us. We're going to come right back and give you some positive news. Consumer Quarterback Show, ConsumerQB.com. Hey, this is Grant Cardone, and you're listening to Consumer Quarterback Show, hosted by my friend Brandon Rhymes. Do not touch that dial. I'll come right to the radio and grab your throat. To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-670-7372. Online at ConsumerQB.com. House or condo? House. Three bedrooms or four? Three. On the golf course or next to the lake? Both. Choosing the perfect house involves some tough choices. Where to find it? That choice is easy. Homesandland.com. There are thousands of listings from the area's top realtors. Search by bedrooms, by price, and choose just the features you want. And in Homes and Land magazine, you'll find full-color photos and detailed property descriptions. For a free copy, call 1-800-277-7800 or visit homesandland.com. Hey, I'm Ken Shamrock, the world's most dangerous man. And I'm here with my business partner, Brandon Rhymes, the real estate quarterback. Thanks, Ken. We're recruiting real estate agents to our team, PlatinumMVPRealty.com. If you want to knock out your competition, join PlatinumMVPRealty.com. 813-670-7372. 813-670-7372. Join the winning team. 
You're listening to the Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rhymes, cutting through your typical media nonsense and offering you a rational and unbiased perspective on current events and life in Tampa Bay. Online at ConsumerQB.com. Yes, welcome back to the Consumer Quarterback Show. My name is James DeJerome. I'm the executive producer here of the Consumer Quarterback Show. Your starting quarterback, Brandon, is out today, but I've jumped in here and I've got some great uh, teammates to lean on. We've heard from just, uh, I'm sorry, we heard from uh, Paulina in terms of events coming up and everything, but we started the show with Claire Lessinger from the Tampa Bay Sports Commission, and then Jason Voorhees came and told us a little bit about uh, Just Move Outreach Program, and that's the kind of positive stuff we do on the program every day. And in addition to that, Brandon is real big on injecting some positivity into the program, and we're going to do that right now with a little story I have about a man who woke up after being declared brain dead. So in Nebraska, it turns out a Nebraska man's children said their final goodbyes and made the difficult decision to pull the plug after their father was declared brain dead by doctors. But the miracle man had different plans. After being unconscious for more than 48 hours, Scott Marr unexpectedly woke up after his doctors thought there was no hope of recovery and his breathing tubes were pulled out. The whole thing has been a miracle from God, Marr told uh, KMTV. I did not die. I did not have to die. I'm back here, and I hope to give people some comfort and hope that if they are, in fact, going through anything like that, it is, can be a safe place. So in the two days Marr was unconscious, he said he had a near-death experience. He saw his late father walking along the street. He said, what are you doing here? And I said, I'm looking to work. And he said, there's no work here. You better get your butt home. Marr told local reporters. Marr is currently recovering at home after weeks of therapy in Omaha Hospital. I'm not an extremely religious person. I don't go to church every Sunday, Marr told the World Herald, but I do believe in God. I believe with all my heart. And now this is just proof for me that everything I've ever heard is true, that he loves me and that he's right there for me. It was pretty much a miracle. So you can imagine what it's like to uh, see your father in the hospital and think he's going to die and then... His eyes open and he wakes right up. So that idea that there's something more out there, I'm sure that inspired these folks. And again, that's the whole idea of the show. We want you to start considering acting kind and random acts of kindness, as Brandon always talks about. But mostly we want to consider each other. You know, just don't consider each other and and do the right thing. That's the basic idea, I think. But that's a positive story for everyone to take for you this day. Don't let the media divide us and all the stuff out there that's divisive in our community. Let's stay together a little bit. So, Pauline, give me something positive going on. Wow. That was such a beautiful story. I'm just like, whoa. Well, something positive is... um you know, I I was driving with Brandon somewhere the other day, yeah. and he totally pulled over and gave somebody. Yeah, he's like, real good about this, and he's inspired he me a little bit on this on this way too. There's so much you can do. You know, it seems like I said it, it can be a mountain if you just think about it all the time. Yeah, but just take a small step towards doing something positive, and you'll start to open up doors and avenues, and you'll start to see a way around that. Uh, just like you talked about, Jason. I mean, it starts with taking the initiative to start. You know, you have to do something first before it'll happen. Totally. And I just also this this man right here is so positive. I'm so touched by what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. Now I know like everyone that's drinking K cups, we want your K cups. That's right. Where else can we put those totes? Um, yeah, I mean people would just put them in their kitchens, um, you know. But the main bulk of the main bulk of the uh, pods themselves come from the businesses, um, you know, depending on the employee count and how many cups. So they if there drink. was a, a listener out there who had a business or thought, I want to do this. What's the next step? Uh, they want to do this. Just go ahead and shoot me an email at JustMoveJ, J-A-Y at gmail.com or jump on Facebook, facebook.com backslash JustMove, the letter J, 
and um, just reach out to me and let's kick this thing off. I love the the K-Cup thing, as Pauline was saying, how massive the the problem is out there. Are there any other ones that I don't see out there that are people are obviously wasting a material that could be used in a positive way? Yeah, that's correct. I, I mean, what's great about the eventual tile uh, construction is that it will encompass all plastic. Okay. And so not only will I be recycling K-cups, I will be recycling all plastics because a lot of my plastics uh, contain certain carcinogens and things that they cannot use in re- reusable, recyclable products. So the main thing is to come up with products that can be reused that are not to- toxic or harmful to our population. Mm-hmm. So how did you come to this knowledge of plastics? Did it take a little bit of a science uh, to it? It, it did. Um, you know, it took me a while to research why the plastic from the K-pod is not recyclable. Um, it took me a while to understand uh, you have to separate the foil. So inside of the pods, there's a little cloth pouch and the foil on top of the pod. And the entire pod itself is not recyclable. So even if uh, you separate it like they say um so green mountain is the producer of the uh keurig and green mountains uh basically set out an apology they were sorry for creating the k-cup because it's not recyclable and they didn't understand the at the time of creation at the time and so by 2020 they've released this uh, press release that they're going to um they're going to take out the polypropylene ingredient, which is a plastic number seven, I believe, and replace it with a plastic number five. And this is their big push by 2020. Uh, The problem with that is plastic number five is not accepted in many recycling programs. So Uh, you're talking about the digit you see on the bottom of a plastic container that kind of labels it? Yes, yes. And and most plastic is made up of several different types of ingredients. Um, Like your main plastics have BPAs in them, and BPAs are a harmful agent that get into the drinking water and are known to mess with the the endocrine system in different aspects of your body. Hmm. And so the plastic that's seeping into the ground-level drinking water is um, – it's it's brutal, and and we're not even – on a full spectrum of understanding right. what the repercussions are from I this. I was going to say, that's the real problem is that we're burying stuff and putting it in the ocean before we know what the end game is. So <laughs> we really don't know what we're doing in terms of the negative effects that could be coming. Yeah, that, that's correct, man. And, um, you know, this K-cup situation is not just a Florida, not just a America, not just a North America, but a global problem. I mean, Keurig is global. It's in every... I think 36% of homes in America own a Keurig machine, 36%. And I'm sure that Keurig's been alerted to this issue. And have they taken a stand? Do you know? Do you ever get a response from them? Um, I haven't reached out to them personally. I thought about it. I filled out my Shark Tank application. <laughs> um, you know, my main goal here is to look for some partners and investors right. to purchase the equipment to make the construction tile and to get a warehouse for the separation so I don't got to do it at my home. But if, <laughs> if we were able to set up uh, uh, and create the tile here locally, then you'd be able to take our local plastic. You'd be able to, you know what I mean? You'd have that local impact all the way around. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I could set up a facility in Clearwater or Palm Harbor, Tampa, and um, just start raking in plastic from all over the planet, basically, or all over Florida, Central Florida, Pinellas. Um, and eventually, my goals are to go global. Uh, as I mentioned before, I lived in Europe for five years. So um, after visiting 17 countries and living in two of them, uh, my global network expands to London, China, Germany is where I went to college. 
Um, and then I lived in Croatia for two years. Compare some of those locations with the United States in terms of their feelings about recycling and the environment. Where do you think they are? Um, they, they actually are way ahead of us in, in that aspect because of the regulatory systems. Um, there's so much red tape to get by before you launch a product, say in Germany, uh, out to the public. Um, you know, a lot of times they catch issues like this. But unfortunately, they didn't catch the K-Cup and they're all over Germany. Um, right. So it's uh, it, it, it's a big issue, and people aren't really taking it serious enough. And as you had mentioned before, I think that was a good um, you know a good thing to mention is that people just really don't do anything about it. They right. just brush it off. It's a pod. It's a pod. It's a pod. Trash. 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 But you know, I drink two to three cups of coffee a day myself. Um, yeah. So just just you do can the imagine math. the volume. Absolutely. You know, that's the other thing. As I mentioned, it seems like a mountain. What can I do? Just this one person. How am I ever going to stop the tide of all this that's going? Well, you got to start. That's the way to do it. You got to start, right? It is. I mean, just like if you see the compounding interest of one penny saved per day over mm-hmm. ten years is like yeah. thirty million dollars. You know, so step three, by step, three K pods. Per, you know, it's it's um, it's just an interesting concept that people really. Put in a subconscious forefront, and um, until people really bring it into reality and understand that just that one pot and that one step, it's you know, it's kind of like with my alcoholism. It, it wasn't the uh, 400th beer I would drink of the night; it was the first. Mm-hmm. And, and so, if we can all take that concept with the pods and just get the first one out of the way, yeah. it's a snowball effect. It becomes a habit, and then you start to you know you recycle by nature, and the whole thing will become a pattern, and we'll we'll make a dent in this thing. Paulina, anything before we wrap up here that I forgot to mention about upcoming events or any marketing stuff, any social media things you want to hit out? No, definitely just look out for our BYOB event, Be Your Own Brand. And personally, I just want to say I would love to come and like make a video of you to show us how you do all this because I am so intrigued. I need this. to understand. All right. So we're building your network here as well. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Paulina's yeah. a networking expert. I feel like you should just make a bunch of people ambassadors, teach them how it's done and tell them to spread the word. Actually, I was thinking about developing an app, kind of like Uber. So uh, I'm in talks with some friends of mine to where I can just set up an app in different cities and teach my techniques of making the products. And anyone can go ahead and set up their own business through collecting K-Cups and plastic. That'll do it, boy. perfect, because I know a guy that makes apps. (laughs) Well, thanks so much for joining us on the Consumer Quarterback Show today. As you heard, we've had some great information, and that's the whole idea behind the show. You know, Brandon wants you to commit a random act of kindness. Just think if everybody did something out there and paid it forward, you know. You know, uh, we have the ability to make a big change by taking a small change, each one of us. So, again, Brandon does a great job with that, and that's the theme of the show. So please consider committing a random act of kindness. And check us out online at ConsumerQB.com. You've been listening to the Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rhymes. Whether it's real estate, consumer, or financial advice, let Brandon call your next play. Contact Brandon Rhymes at 813-670-7372. That's 813-670-7372. Online at ConsumerQB.com. And join us next time for the Consumer Quarterback Show. Weekday afternoons at 5 on AM 1380. The Biz.